All right, welcome back to episode 207 of Two Drunk Brothers and an Extra Brother and a Podcast. My name, as you all know, is Ethan Short. I felt like doing the intro today, so Travis said I could, even though <laughs> last week I kind of stole the thunder from him. Um, but just wanted to do the intro for the first time ever. So today we're going to be doing a, as you know, going to the last of our divisions for the NFL preview, which is the AFC and NFC South. Um, before we get going, though, Travis, what are you drinking on tonight? I have the last happy dad um, of the pack. So right now I have lemon line happy dad, and then I'm going to dip into – uh, the rest of my bush light and whatever beer I have in the beer fridge down in the basement. So down in the, uh, in the studio, I gotta ask you, I don't even know what a happy dad is. What is a happy dad B- besides yourself? I should say, you know, happy dad <laughs> is the, uh, it's the milk boys seltzer. Nice. So that's what it is. And you are sipping on an 11% IPA. I bet. I bet I that's just a guess. I sure am. And I actually don't even know where it's from. It was one of Carissa's beers that she left behind. Um, it's actually not too bad. I'm not a big IPA drinker, but I took a sip of it. And I was like, I could probably do this for the duration of the podcast and get a little sloppy while doing so. So I'm um, excited to see where this one takes me, quite literally. There we go. Uh, if you didn't already assume, it's just me and Ethan and I. Jarrett uh, had prior engagements going on. Couldn't make it, so... No big deal. Uh, we'll just hammer out this last divisional preview, AFC, NFC South, like Ethan already said. Stick with the same format. Should be a, a little bit shorter of an episode for you guys. Get out of here before we start really diving into football because we are in August and football is approaching within the next uh, few weeks. So here we go. Without a doubt, let's roll in to the AFC South. <clears throat> Starting off with the Jacksonville Jaguars, their subtractions, they lost Juwan Taylor and Arden Key. Additions, if you want to add it, they de- technically got Calvin Ridley because they didn't get him last year. And in the draft, they got Anton Harrison, tackle out of OU, and then Tank Bigsby, backup running back for their squad out of Auburn. Um, for me, I gave their offseason grade a C. Uh, not impressed. I mean, they didn't add anything. Yes, you took a team, you had a team that had a good season last year, but they also, I feel like, peaked or not peaked, but had a good season a little early. And then they took that team and then didn't really do anything to improve that team. So they didn't make the next step. Um, luckily for them, their division isn't super competitive, so it shouldn't matter a whole lot. But I don't love what they did in the offseason. Yeah, I don't either. And I also gave them a C without, yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. I think this might be the first, eh, probably not the first time, but one of the first times we've had the exact same grade and not just something slightly off. Um, but you're right. They didn't, they re-signed a bunch of guys. Um, they got Calvin Ridley, like you said. To me, those aren't additions. Those are just re-additions. Um, and so the Calvin Ridley thing obviously helps them a little bit in the fact that they didn't have them, have him at all. They got a mid-season, he was suspended. Um, but other than that, you're right. It felt like this was a team poised to take that next step, and they didn't do a whole lot outside of just like the improvement of the guys they already have to take that next step. Again, without spoiling too much, I don't think it's going to matter um, with when it comes to this division specifically, but wish we would have seen them do more, I think is the moral of the story. 
for sure. Yeah, I just wasn't wasn't impressed. I'd like to see that. I mean, you, they don't have to go out and get you know you know a groundbreaking guy, but just adding some depth and some good pieces. But instead, they just liked the squad they had. So good for them, I guess. Um, record prediction. What did you have them going? Yeah, I said I said all that in the off season and you know the C and everything, but I actually had them at eleven and six because I didn't think that their uh, schedule was all that tough, and a lot of it's because well, of the division games that they're playing. But, right, like that's what I was gonna say. They play six winnable games, but I do think they could drop a couple um, games here and there. Let's see where they're. Over under is because I had them at ten and seven. Um, I could see them winning eleven games, but just on the safe side, I I stuck them at ten. Their yeah. over under is at nine and a half. The over nine and a half is minus one forty. Yeah, I mean, I I like it. I don't know if I would be confident enough to bet it, even with having them going eleven and six. Just because, like you said, I feel like eleven and six is more on that ceiling side. Like they're not going to win twelve games. Um, I don't think so either. But if they, they hover around win. 10 to 11, then... Yeah. I think 10's the number, and again, nailed it right on the head, over 9.5. But yep. not really affording yourself to drop a game, so don't yep. be there. All right, moving on to the Tennessee Titans. This one's for you, Lucas. Um, <laughs> subtractions. Nate Davis, Taylor Lewan, David Long Jr., Demarcus Walker. Additions. Andre Dillard, Arden Key, Aziz Alshire, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and in the draft, they got Peter Skaronsky, tackle out of Northwestern, Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. And then backup running back, Ty J. Spears, underrated pick, running back out of Tulane, obviously. Um, all season great for them. I gave them a B just because I love the Skaronsky pick. I go ahead into the draft. I if, if I were a Titans fan, I would have wanted to, to pick him up. I thought he was one of the better offensive talent in the draft on the line, can play wherever you need him to. But the rest of the line was left untouched. They lost Luan um, and Nate Davis, and they kind of have been struggling with some health issues on that offensive line. And then on the flip side of the ball, they still have some gaps on the defensive line. But most importantly, quarterback. I hate the Will Levis pick. Um Will Levis, Malik Willis, and then I guess there's, I mean, they're still riding with Ryan Tannehill, but the offense is kind of a mess outside of Derrick Henry. Yep. And that's, I gave him a B minus. It's a little, little lower value than you, but I actually, I think the offseason for me outside of some of those actual additions, which is why I can't really count it towards grading their offseason. But to me, the biggest thing was keeping Derrick Henry. I know there were like rumors, you know, circulating that he was going to leave, request a trade, whatever. Um, so keeping him helps, but you're not wrong. That quarterback situation scares me. You got DeAndre Hopkins, who also obviously is not the DeAndre Hopkins that he was two, three years ago. Still a great player, but um, you got Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis or Will Levis throwing in the ball, and I, I just don't know how I feel about that. And I don't think it's going to make a huge difference to to make this team good on the offensive side of the ball and with the defensive gaps that they have. I told you guys for the last three weeks I wasn't very high on this team. Um, maybe higher than some of the other AFC South teams besides the Jags, but just just not enough for me. I know D Hop. I mean, D Hop's got big name value, right? And yes, he is talented, but and backside of his career, 
I mean, Men injured. Like, yeah, you need some young, some young talent at this rate. Um, their record prediction, uh, they were seven and 10 last year. Uh, vanilla I, I'm capping them at seven and 10. And 10. <laughs> yep. I said vanilla as fuck. I had them in seven, 10 again. I also, I had them at seven, 10 and well as well. They're over under seven and a half. I knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew yep. it. You know, um, not to be a spoiler, but maybe it's not a spoiler. They're seven and 10 and they're still second place in this division for me. Yeah, but it could be close. Could be close. Could be close. All right. Moving on because we're rolling through these pretty quick because, again, two divisions that are just kind of meh. Not a whole lot. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Subtractions, they lost Stefan Gilmore, Bobby Okariki, and Paris Campbell. They added Samson Abukam. I'm sure I messed that up. I can't. I don't remember how to say it. Gardner Minshew and Matt Gay. Draft Anthony Richardson, Julius Brents, the D back out of Kansas State, and then Josh Downs, wide receiver at North Carolina. Um, my offseason great for them. I gave them another one. I gave them a C. I hated the Anthony Richardson pick. I think he's going to be bad, uh, say the least. I mean, he wasn't even really good at Florida. So I don't know what everyone saw in him. Uh, Minshew, I mean, if that's who you're going to roll with to start the year, not really going to get you many wins, maybe at best 500 record for the first however many games you're going to start him at. Uh, throwing Josh Downs and Julius Brent straight into the fire to replace Stefan Gilmore and uh, Paris Campbell. Not so sure that there will be successive like output from Julius Brent's being thrown right in there, but whatever. Uh, and I don't think they're going to have Jonathan Taylor. That was my so, biggest piece. That was, and I don't know if you can count that as an offseason grade right now, which is why I didn't include it. Um, but it's looking like he's out the door, and so I, you give him? I, I don't love it. I gave him a C. Um, I just nice average. I is that what you gave them? Because to be honest, I blanked on that. Um, yeah, I gave him a C. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I also didn't love the Anthony Richardson pick. If he turns out to be a stud quarterback, I'll bite my tongue. But like as of as it stands right now. He wasn't that impressive in at Florida. He has an impressive arm and he's an impressive athlete. I don't know if that's going to translate to being an impressive quarterback in the NFL. We've seen it with some guys. Um, I, I say an impressive athlete. My my immediate thought was Mac Jones. He is not an athlete, but that's what I mean, right? Impressive guy in college has some tools, comes to the NFL and just doesn't look the part. Um, and so, yeah, I. I just don't see it. This is my this is my worst team in the AFC South. It is mine as well. Um, I have them at five and twelve. They were four and thirteen last year. You were more generous than I was. I have them at three and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean five and twelve. But uh, if I don't know um, if somebody's seeing something that we're not. They're over under six and a half. Yeah, I, I don't know if part of that's just the hanging on Jonathan Taylor, and if he's healthy, he's great. That offense will be fine with him. Still, though, but if he's not going to last there, year. Yeah, and then I don't know if, like, Colts name brand value, just <clears> somehow they're always kind don't of in care. the mix in that division, but I, oh, I don't either. That's my thing. That's why I gave him three wins. Um, I just they're under six and a half is at plus 100 odds. I I would bet that right now. If I, I mean, I probably can, so I'll probably go do it right after this episode. <laughs> Exactly. So I just don't, I don't we like love it. that. Well, I mean, even if you want to give them an extra win on mine, give them an extra three wins on yours, they still don't hit that over. 
Um, yep. Seven wins for this team would be a huge success. Let's move to the Houston Texans. They lost Brandon Cooks, um, Obanya Okoronkwo, and Jonathan Owens. They added Dalton Schultz, Robert Woods, Jimmy Ward, Denzel Perryman, Shaq Griffin. And in the draft, they got C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and Tank Dell, wide receiver out of Houston. So he stayed home. For me, this offseason grade gave him an A. Love their offseason. Love their draft. Think they got a steal on Will Anderson while managing to get C.J. Stroud. Um, this team's going to take a huge leap forward. I think they replaced every piece they lost with almost a better replacement outside of Brandon Cooks. That's a tough loss to take, but I think they managed well with what they got. So I gave him an A. Yeah, um, I gave him an A-. And I all the things – I'm not – I was never a huge CJ Stroud guy in college. I know you weren't either, but no. massive upgrade at quarterback regardless. Like you, with anybody else that they had, I'm sorry, Davis Mills, um, some of the, I don't even remember who else they threw out there last year. Um, either way, like it's, okay. it's just a massive upgrade. Will Anderson, like you said, was probably outside of Jalen Carter, probably the steal of the draft, um, being able to jump up and get him right after you got CJ Stroud. Um, I have, I'm not going to spoil some of my like, season awards for later, but there's a guy that I really like as well on this team that I think is going to take a big leap forward and help this team out a lot. Um, I, I agree. I don't think that they're going to make some huge leap to where they're like competing for the division, but I think that they're going to be a lot better than uh, the last couple of years for sure. So what do you have them at? Uh, we talked about, I said second place team at seven and 10 for the Titans. I have them at seven and 10 or six and 11. I jump back and forth. I'll officially go six and 11 because I think that the Titans will be a little bit better at the end of the day, but that's exact. I had them at six and 11. They were three and 14 last year. And I thought, <clears throat> Whoa, I thought looking at it, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like I'd spoke and nothing came out of my mouth. I thought that like when I went through, I was like six and 11. I was like, wow, I'm, I must be really high on them. Um, their win total is at six and a half. Nice. So I probably won't touch um, it, but I wouldn't touch it. I still, I mean, if you want to go down, like, because six and a half, five and a half, over five and a half, minus 160, wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Um, so the over six and a half is at plus money, but I don't love that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they'll be a lot better of a team than what people are giving them credit for. I agree 100%. Cool. All right. 100%. Fucking... That is uh, rolling in that AFC South. <laughs> Let's do the division of awards, though. Can't forget that. MVP, probably have the same one. Very vanilla. Uh, yes, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, yep. if, if he, especially if he can make another step forward from what he did last season, team, this team will just run away with the division. Shouldn't have any issue. Yep. I agree. Breakout player of the year. I'm afraid we might have the same one now. I, I don't know. I, is it a wide receiver from the Texans? It is. But I don't know if it's going to be the same one. I have Noah Brown. No. I didn't know yeah, they picked Nico, him up from the Cowboys. Nico Collins? Yeah. I do not. I have John Mechie. John Mechie. I knew it was going to be oh. one of them, one of those three. Um, but just real fast, I love Noah Brown. I know you did last year, too for a, that little stretch when he was playing a lot more. I didn't know they, that, that I didn't even include yep. him as an addition. Cause I didn't even see it. Yep. They did pick him up. Um, and I think that he might jump in and have an immediate impact because he's, he's sneaky. Good. Um, I picked him up on my dynasty league last year. 
Um, he's been on my bench, obviously, but I started him for a few games. Kind of helped me out a little bit. It's a deep league. Um, but I think that this kid with with CJ Stroud at quarterback could have a, a big breakout year with a wide receiver room that's young. Um, and it's going to kind of be like that. Who's going to show out the most? And I, I think John Mechie's a good pick, too, because it's going to be one of those guys. And Nico Collins. I think it's going to be one of the three that rises above the others. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what helps is that you're getting a, a new quarterback and a new system, bringing up and some wide receivers that are also new to the team. John Mechie come back in uh year, didn't get to play his rookie season, set out due to acute leukemia. So with no wide receiver one set in this like franchise and then CJ Stroud coming in, he kind of gets to just pick who he likes and what he likes. And I think it could be big for this team. Uh, so either one of them, I think, or hell, even both of them could have a pretty darn good year. So we'll see. Uh, rookie of the year, I have also from this team, and it's CJ Stroud. I mean, without a doubt, I already said I don't like Anthony Richardson. I mean, it could be, could be a defensive guy, could be Will Anderson, but most impact immediately is going to be CJ Stroud, without a doubt. Yeah, it was mine too. I think like two of our three picks were going to be vanilla in this division regardless. Um, there's, there wasn't a whole lot. Like I said, like you said, Will Anderson, sure, but CJ Stroud's going to have the biggest impact immediately and throughout the entire season. So easy enough. Sweet. Easy enough. All right. Let's roll into the NFC South then. We're cruising right on through this bitch. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost Leonard Fournette, Donovan Smith, Cameron Brait and obviously Tom Brady added Baker Mayfield, Greg Gaines, Chase Edmonds. And in the draft, the only notable name that I am going to point out is Kalaja Kansi, a defensive tackle from Pitt. Um, I gave their offseason grade a C. I do love me some Baker Mayfield. And I don't think the loss of Tom Brady is going to affect this team too much, especially how he played last year. But what they failed to address on the opposite side um, – of everything else. I don't like how they didn't fill in some gaps in the offensive line and to supplement the offensive line, the running backs. I, I think the running backs for this team are garbage. Um, yeah. So I think they're going to have some issues. Yeah. Well, running backs rough, but I, I won't spoil my pick, but I do like one of them. Um, however, like you said, I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to like come in and just immediately replace what they lost with two years ago, Tom Brady. I'm still not convinced that last year's Tom Brady was worth watching. Um, obviously, still some good pieces on the offensive side of the ball. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, maybe Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, they're, with those guys, their wide receivers but, are great, but yep. you got to establish a run game. And their run game kind of – I mean, their run game was fucking awful. They struggled so much last year. Yep. Didn't really address a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball like on the line and then yep. the running backs. I mean, it, it, that's fine if you like one, but they're still not very strong. Oh, right. I mean, as a, as a core in general, no, that running back core, that depth is, is not there. Like it's almost non-existent. Um, but I just good team a couple years ago, less good team last year. I think they took another step back this year as well. Um, regardless of Tom Brady, whatever, I think they took a step back in a lot of ways. I gave them a C minus. Um, I just didn't like their offseason. So yeah, their draft, I mean, their defense, Brady. their defense is kind of holding the glue still together. They have a lot of pieces from that Super Bowl team a few years ago. Yep. Um, who, or what do you have them going? 
I do have them again, weak division. Um, I have them at eight and nine. I think weak division, weaker schedule. I think Baker is still Baker. I know people like, you know, a lot of people don't like Baker. A lot of people, you know, saw what he did at the end, tail end of his career with the Browns. Had a little bit of a revitalization with the Rams towards the end of the season last year. Um, hey. Maybe gave him some confidence, but still, like you said, defense will still win them some games. The division will win them some games. They are not the best team in this division this year, though. I had them at seven and ten. They were eight and nine last year. I just think they kind of are going to regress a little bit. I think while they, their defense does still have like a lot of it as a whole, I think they're gonna, we're going to start seeing some regression in there as guys get older. Um, but they're over under on wins, depending on which way you slice it. If you want, you know, less juice on the over, it's five and a half. If you want more juice on the over, it's six and a half. Yeah. It's tough. So I, I mean, yeah, I would probably take that over of six and a half just cause I don't know if I see them winning only six games. Uh, yeah. And if you don't trust the over five and a half minus minus one fifty five, it's not horrible. No, so. it's really not. All right. Okay. Let's roll into the Nolan Saints. They lost David on Yamada, Marcus Davenport, and Andy Dalton. Added Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, Kalen Saunders, Foster Moreau. In the draft, they got Brian Breezy, defensive tackle out of Clemson, Isaiah Foskey, defensive end at Notre Dame, Kendry Miller, running back of TCU. And we cannot forget this pick, our boy Jay Kaner. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so I gave their offseason grade. I gave him a B. Plus. I think obviously adding Derek Carr is a huge step. Not saying he's some groundbreaker. Jared would be shitting on us right now if I, he heard me say that. But <laughs> Winston just never submitted himself as QB1 in New Orleans. He was constantly getting hurt and just there were, it was things were a mess. Adding Jamal Williams is great because Alvin Kamara has obviously seen some regression. Uh, their roster just it isn't bad, but it's not jumping out to me for some reason. I'm just like I look at this team, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I I do kind of like this Saints team this year, and again, I like them from the standpoint of an NFC South team, right? Um, adding Derek Carr, I think, was big. I I love the Jamal Williams pick, and this isn't even just because you know like was a Packer. I love Jamal Williams when he played in Green Bay, but he compliments. Alvin Kamara so well because Kamara is so shifty, smaller guy. Jamal Williams is kind of like that ground and pound, get up the middle, get into the end zone type of running back. I feel it reminds me a lot and different size. Obviously Latavius Murray was huge, but it reminded me a lot of like that Kamara Latavius Murray tandem that the saints had a few years ago where Kamara did a lot of the work, but then Latavius Murray did a lot of the kind of the bell cow work, um, pushing the line, um, Stronger back, things like that. So I, I like that. Um, I gave them a C plus. Um, better than average offseason. Derek Carr was a big piece of that. They didn't do a ton outside of some of those bigger names, though. Yeah, well, they didn't really need to. They were kind of, they were competitive last year. Yeah, they're yeah, they're vying for a spot. Um, while I did say, while I kind of shit on them and said I didn't love their roster, I think they have a very, very easy schedule. They were seven and ten last year, had some problems with the roster. I have them at ten and seven. Me too. Right at ten and seven. And they are my division winner as well. 
their over-under on wins is nine and a half. Nice. <laughs> so we're nail it on this head every single time. I look at these after I make the freaking prediction too, which is crazy. Same. I, I mean, I don't even look at them. You, when you tell me them, that's the first time I see the over-under. Yeah. So I wild to me. All right. Well, I'm glad we're in the same boat there. Uh, to move on into the Atlanta Falcons. Lost Isaiah Oliver and Rashawn Evans. Additions. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> they got Jesse Bates, David Anyamata, Caden Ellis, Taylor Heineke, Mac Hollins, Scotty Miller, Johnu Smith, Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, Jeff Okuda. In the draft, they got <laughs> Bijan Robinson, obviously, and then Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle from Syracuse. I after I mean even after adding all those names, I still gave their offseason grade a B minus. They overloaded a lot of positions. Uh, their linebackers still need help. I didn't uh, I didn't love the Bijan Robinson pick. Call me crazy. Tyler Algier had a hell of a second half of the season last year, average over five yards per carry. Uh, they added a lot of pieces, but none of them are like, oh my gosh, they're all just like okay, role-playing pieces, but they didn't ever have great pieces to step into in the first place. Starting Desmond Ritter, they got a lot to overcome in year one with him. Yeah. I gave their offseason a B because of quantity. Um, again, that may not translate to quality. Um, the only reason, though, is because I, I felt like there were so many holes on that team last year that it was almost like, a, let's just get a bunch of fucking dudes in here and see what happens. Exactly. Um, but the problem is, and I agree with you, and I it almost made me knock them down another peg is though Bijan Robinson is a really good back and might be a really, really good back. You didn't need him. You, you literally had a guy, like you said, who was averaging over five yards of carry. Um, and you were just like, eh, you know what? We don't need him anymore. We're going to put him on our, as our second string and bring in somebody else in a position. The one position that they probably didn't need, they went and drafted him in the yeah, first round did. for like yeah. you, you had so many other holes to fill, and that's what you chose to fill. So yeah, that's. I mean, if that's who they were gonna, I don't know. They could have traded that pick and gotten some better value out of it because it's a team that isn't just a couple pieces away from being good. However, um, I guess their over under on win total thought thought they were just a few pieces away from being good. What did you have them at? Five and twelve. I had them at six and eleven. They were seven and ten last year. Gonna have a rookie quarterback, technically, I guess, because he didn't really play. Did yeah. he even get any snaps last year? I think right at the end of the season, he got maybe a game or two or pieces of games. Ethan, their win total is eight and a half. I will murder that under. And like, it is that plus a hundred odds under eight and a half. I just don't get how. How do you think a team that has Desmond Ritter at quarterback this season is better than they were last year? I just don't I don't agree with that. And I get that it's teams are more than just a quarterback, but the quarterback is a very large piece of a team. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> don't That's know. crazy. And I and I might be wrong, but I don't know if I'll I bet an ass so cat too. on it. <laughs> but I will uh I will definitely bet the under. So yeah, I'll hammer that under. That's one of one of my favorites. So we had a couple unders in this episode, which is crazy because we're usually all over the overs. Um, let's roll into the next team or last team, Carolina Panthers. They lost DJ Moore um, and Dante Foreman, 
almost said Freeman. And then they added Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Von Bell, LaVisca Chenault. And the draft got Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss. Uh, what an offseason for them, I think. Yeah. They I gave I gave them an A minus. Uh, they got Bryce Young, obviously, in the draft and also managed to just overhaul the wide receiver room while losing their best wide receiver. Yep. The only problem is they have some holes in the defense. They have some strong pieces, but they're lacking some veteran talent. I think they're a much better team than people are going to give them credit for this year mm-hmm. just because of what they were able to do in the offseason. Yeah, I uh, I didn't give a single team an A+. plus during any of these episodes and I almost gave them an A plus because I just, I just felt like their off season probably couldn't have gone better. And that's the way I looked at it, but I did give an an, an A um, just because I, I didn't feel confident enough to give them an A plus, I guess, but you're right. I, I, they lost DJ Moore when they made that trade with the bears. And I was like, what, like they're not going to have any pieces in that wide receiver room now for whatever quarterback they draft. And it's just going to be like, a situation where you throw a young quarterback in there and then who you throw into. But you're right. I think they did a good job of kind of replenishing that. And now you've got a few guys in there who can make impact plays instead of just one. Um, maybe they're not studs or stars, but at least they'll be out there and be targets for um, Bryce Young to throw the ball to. Um, Miles Sanders, hit or miss. You know, I don't necessarily love the guy, but he is a good running back when he's healthy and he's on the field. And so I think that adding him in there over an aging Dante Foreman, um, is a, is a good replacement. And I think they will be better than people give them credit for how much better is the big question. Um, obviously not division winner better, at least for me, but they, they will definitely be a massive improvement from where they were last year, which was what, like three and 14 or something like that. Four and four and 13. Over so, <clears throat> impressively enough, they now you got me double. Now you got me double guessing what my notes <laughs> had. So do 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 do. Framber Valdez completes first career no hitter. Wow. Well, um, yeah, sorry, because it's the first thing that popped up on ESPN. I'm also, for some reason. Got the world's slowest internet when we are on the podcast. Tyler O'Neill homered in the bottom of the ninth, but it wasn't enough. Darn. <laughs> oh, well. So, one, two, three, four. Yep, I'm right. They were seven and ten last year, brother. Seven and ten. Wow, they were a lot better than I thought they were. That, I thought so. And then you had me double guessing. I was like, I think they had just an incredibly successive season last year because uh, I had them at seven and 10 this year. Nice. Yeah. I think I just like made that up in my head, I guess. Cause I just assumed the Panthers were bad because of all the, I mean, they yeah. lost McCaffrey. They lost other pieces, their quarterback carousel that they had going on for the last couple of years. Seven and 10 is um, right where I had them as well. I almost had them at eight and nine. I was flip flopping a couple of games, just kind of looking at it because Yeah. That's why I thought they massively <laughs> improved because I thought they won four yeah. games and I was like, damn, they might win seven, eight games this year. That that to me, that's they're staying pretty consistent. But um, well, according to Vegas, they will win seven, eight games because they're over under seven and a half. So I don't love anything there. But yeah, see, it's going to be hard. Oh, pretty much an entire new offense, rookie quarterback. So you know how things go there. Yep. Um, so we yep. got the Saints winning. 
with no real other shot at getting a wild card in this division. So most divisions we talked about tonight, just yeah, one team that runs away and everybody else is under five hundred. Yep. So the uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much just getting your getting your division winner out of there and. No shot at the wild card unless somebody has a fucking insane season. Let's roll into division awards for the MVP. Who you got? Yeah, you're gonna hate this pick because I didn't like it myself, and it's it's not a. I mean, it's not a. It's not a player. It's not even a position. It's my MVP was this week division, um, and my reasoning behind it is because one, it's gonna give some of these young guys a chance to develop with weaker competition, maybe not a lot of pressure right away. Guys like Bryce Young um, coming in don't have to necessarily like run through a gauntlet like the AFC East, for example. Um, so it's going to give him a chance to, to kind of learn his system, not a whole lot of pressure on him. Um, some of the younger guys and the other other teams like Bijan Robinson at the running back position, maybe you just come out and you just do your thing because there's really not a whole lot of pressure, in my opinion, to win in that division. But that's the way I shaped it because I just didn't have a guy that I was like, that's my MVP. Like that's my guy. So I'll, I'll I'll give you mine, and I think it can kind of feed into your reasoning and what you picked. Uh, it's Derek Carr, just for the simple fact that you look at this team, what this team was last year without him. You add him in there. As long as he just plays, I mean, he doesn't have to play particularly well. He just got to. I mean, he's got to play some like pretty good, not out of his mind. But in this weak division, all he's got to do is play good. Yep. And yep. they're going to win the division. So uh, that's why I picked him. Let's roll into breakout player. Who you got here? Yeah. So I talked about Bucks running back, right? My my breakout players were Rashad White just because Leonard Fournette's not there anymore. And he's going to be the guy that they go to. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be some snap stealing back back there. I think that they might be more run heavy as Baker kind of adjusts into the offense. So not saying the whole season, but to start the season, it'll give him a chance to rack up some yards. Um, So from a stat perspective, I think Rashad White breaks out. Okay. I've got one for you, and my wife would love this because she loved loved him (laughs) on the Dolphins and was sad when he left. Matt Collins. Okay. So um, I I loved him in Miami. He had shining moments last season for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen him at this training camp, the dude is massive. Really? He is he like he <laughs> I don't know if he just bolted up in the offseason, but he's huge. Got long arms, he's fast. There's I mean I think ESPN or Sports Center put a clip up on him on Instagram the other day. I'm like, that's my boy right there. Follow him on TikTok. He gives you like cooking and home <laughs> hacks. Uh nice. he's a funny dude. Matt Collins, look out for him. Someone's got to catch the ball in Atlanta, so why not him? Yep. So we all know Kyle Pitts ain't doing it. Um, rookie of the year. This is kind of tough. I mean, it seems like the obvious Bryce Young, but if you want to be vanilla. I went B. John Robinson because I think he's going to get a more of an opportunity to um, shine in that offense because Desmond Ritter is his quarterback. I think that they will be more run heavy. I think he will get a lot of carries which sucks for Tyler Algier. And it goes back to what we talked about, right? They didn't need him, but I think they're going to use him and overuse him. So, Okay. That's I'm going to go – so, I'm going to deep dive here because a part of so a part of my like kind of analysis deep dive for the Saints was that they, they kind of needed some somebody to step up on the defensive line other than Cam Jordan. So I'm going to go Brian Breesey, uh 
hmm. from Clemson. So yep. he might be that guy to kind of step in there. Obviously, you're going to look at freaking Bryce Young and B. John Robinson because they're the two big guys in the division that are rookies, but someone different. So, you yeah, know, I don't hate that at all because – you're right. We could have gone vanilla and just done Bryce Young, and that'll probably what it ends up being by the end of the season, just because he's a day one starter. But for the sake of you know analysis and some some mixing it up, and I do like I think Bijan will get a lot of touches, and who knows Brian Breesy might come out and just blow yeah, blow people out of the get, water. Get like five sacks, season. Yeah. See him getting a sack. You're like, hey, there you go. Travis is right. <laughs> but I mean, that's really it. Quick episode, pounded it out. 35 minutes. So no, nobody other than Lucas wants to listen to AFC South, NFC South talk anyways. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know what, Lucas? Are... I wasn't as hard on him as I, as I, you know, foreshadowed over the last few episodes, you know, you'll hey, still we have were, a decent season. We weren't any worse on, on anyone outside of, uh, who was it? Atlanta and the Colts, the Colts. Than Vegas was was so, and I don't know any Atlanta or Colts fans, so yeah, yeah. And you know what, <laughs> you Lucas? You know what, Lucas? Since you're probably listening to this episode, I hope you are. Um, I think I gave the Titans a better record this year than the Packers, so you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. All right, well, that wraps us up for the divisional previews. Uh, and I'm not really sure because Jarrett has the uh, what's on the docket for next week, but. I'm hoping it's a little college football talk. I'm not sure what we're doing right away, but it might be. I don't it know. Might be. He's, got, he's got a schedule somewhere, and I ain't trying to look it up right <laughs> now. So we'll ask him. But we'll see you next week with more football talk. Bet your ass we're ready for a big football season. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.